Arsenal Football Club, the pride of London, the heartbeat of the city and the capital's most successful club by quite some distance. I've been a regular fixture at the Emirates ever since it opened back in July 2006, but no matter how many times I walk underneath the Hornsey Road rail bridge, up the stairs towards the ground and make my way to my seat in Block 6, the feeling of excitement, the buzz and my enthusiasm remain unchanged. Over the years I've had the pleasure of watching Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, Tony Adams and many more. My love affair and bond with this magnificent club continues to grow stronger and I wouldn't change it for the world. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Harry Simeu, a published author, broadcaster and freelance football writer, but above all, I'm a gooner. Back in January 2018, I decided to put my experience to good use and created the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Since the show's launch, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Ray Parler, Kevin Campbell, Frank McClintock, Tom Watt, Robbie Lyle and Sky Sports commentator Martin Tyler. I've written a book titled The Chronicles of Aguna 2017-18, telling the story of Arsenal's final season in charge, had it published and collaborated with some of the finest Arsenal podcasts out there. None of this would have been possible without your fantastic support, and I'm truly humbled. But we're not stopping there. We're stepping things up a notch. This season, we're bringing you more shows, more special guests, more collaborations, more YouTube videos, a brand spanking new website, and lots of bonus content. With our audience continuously growing, the demand for insightful, informative, and up-to-date stuff is higher than ever, and so we'll be bringing a producer on board, recording our weekly show in a professional studio, and that is why we need your support. The show will always be free, and we intend to keep it that way, but if you like what you hear, you can become a patron for just $5 a month. Support us with our costs, and in our goal to produce content of the highest quality. Gain early access to our interviews and bonus content. Have your questions prioritized, and once you've been on board for three months, you'll receive a free gift to show our appreciation. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Acast, TuneIn, and over at FNX. Subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Hello, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and this is episode 20. The big Premier League kickoff is just around the corner. We take on the champions, Pep Guardiola's Manchester City at the Emirates Stadium this coming Sunday. On this week's live podcast, yes, it's live. We'll be looking ahead to that fixture, discussing some of the big stories surrounding the club, answering some of your questions and letting you know how you can win your copy of the Chronicles AFC book. Now, joining me on this week's show are two gentlemen well on their way to writing their names in podcasting folklore. It's Craig <laughs> and Lee from Same Old Arsenal. Gents, pleasure to have you back. How are you doing? Do you want to go first, Craig? Go on. Uh, go on you. Yeah, no, yeah, you're the lead man. You're the lead man, right? You know? Thank you, Harry, for having us back. Um, am I coming up on the screen? I don't know if yeah, I am. I'm you probably, are, you are. Oh, I am. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, thank you for having us back, Harry. Thank you very much for your... Because we always like to come on here because you always give us the best intros. So, uh, <laughs> I do try. I do yeah, try. yeah. It's always nice to come on here because my head gets just a little bit bigger. <laughs> Good. Lee, how are you? Oh, fantastic! Thank you very much, Harry. Um, yeah, had a great week. A great week in uh, Dublin last week, so that was fantastic. Met Craig for the first time, so uh, yeah, all good. And uh, yeah, uh, all in all, not a bad week. Good, good. I was following you guys. I was following you guys on social media. It was like watching a romance story. It was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just better, better love story than Twilight. Uh, that's yeah. it. That's it. Well, that's not hard, is it? Let's be realistic. Come on. <laughs> Right, I think it's fair to say Unai Emery couldn't have been handed a more difficult start to life in the Premier League. As I mentioned in the intro, it's Manchester City at the Emirates first, followed by a trip to Stamford Bridge, where we'll take on Maurizio Sarri's Chelsea. Now, we put out a poll earlier on today, and the question was, going into the weekend's Premier League opener versus City, how confident are you, can, are you we can get a positive result? The options were very confident, fairly confident, not at all confident, and shitting it. <laughs> How do you feel about Sunday's opener? Uh, 
I'd, if I, I'm sorry I didn't see that answer, but if I was going to answer it, I'd answer it shit in it. <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah, I, it's a massive game in it. First game in the season, Manchester City. Um, we're both going. to I mean, Manchester City just come off that great win there against Chelsea. On that, was only a glorified friendly, but still good. Still good for them to get a win um, in a charity shield. So they're going to be coming in on the end of that. We're coming in on the on the end of a what a two 0 win at, against Lazio in some trophy. I don't know. Even know was, was that part of the International Champions Cup again? I don't know. Do you know what someone said to me? It was, but I don't think it was. I'm not no. sure. I'll have to check that. To be honest with you, not that it matters because I don't even understand the format of that competition or how you win it. But I'll tell you why I'm worried, Harry. Because when me and Lee were in Dublin, obviously we we went to watch the game against Chelsea. Um, and this, I know we've got a new manager, and a lot of it is, a lot of you know, it's going to take time for the new manager to put his, you know, to put his stamp on the team. But the back four, mate, I'm telling you, I hate to, I hate to start off negative, but I just, I've got to get it, I've got to get it off my chest. The back four, Lee will back me up on this, against Chelsea in Dublin, was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Bellerin, Mustafi, Socrates, and Klosniak. If it wasn't for Petacek. Probably should have been what, Lee? Four or five nil down at half time? Yeah, well, definitely three. Definitely three. You, you know, he's made, he's, he's saved the penalty. He's made three or four good saves um, during the game. No protection whatsoever from the back four. So I am worried about playing Manchester City. Although I'm still, <laughs> I'm worried, but I'm excited at the same time. Does that, if, if that makes sense, if that, if that can happen. Yeah, you're excited about the. The Premier League starting again, but you're not excited. Yeah, I'm not really excited about the Manchester City. No, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, no, I'm not too confident. Um, but hey, this is Arsenal. Who knows? That's right, Lee. How are you feeling about Sunday's opener? A little bit more confident than Craig, or uh, well, you got the same worries? No, I've got the I've got the same worries. I'll, I'll be honest. Before Wednesday, before Dublin, I was very confident that we would would get a positive result against Man City. One of the main reasons for that being that we've been. You know, all their players have been over in the World Cup and ours haven't, and I felt that it would be a good time to take on Manchester City and Chelsea as well, because I think Chelsea are in a little bit of uh, disarray. Their players ain't come back until today, their main players, where our main players have been there since day one. But after watching, and I know it's only a friendly, I don't want to go too negative about things and all that, like, you know, but what I witnessed was the same mistakes that I've seen for two or three years. For instance, Chelsea in that first half against us had four, at least four one-on-ones and Petacek made three or four saves. But one-on-ones. I watched Manchester City versus Chelsea yesterday. They did not have one one-on-one the whole game. The whole yeah. game. You know, so if you're giving out one-on-ones in, um, in fact, um, Manchester City had three or four, you know, uh, Aguero went through a couple of times. If you're giving out some, something's not right. Now, you can address that by saying, well, he's not playing, he's not playing. And one of the good things that Craig just brought up the point was that we didn't have no protection for the back four, which was true. We had the two youngsters in there. The French, French boy, I've got to say, looks like a fantastic find. Really, really impressive him. But, um, you know, so obviously Torella will come in there, hopefully shore that up. But, I, you know... So I'm thinking, mm, I'm not too convinced with um, Socrates. I'm not really, I've never been convinced with Mustafi. So I'm thinking, well, the Greek boy Mav, Mav would, would do well. And Chambers, and love and behold, we hear Chambers is going out on loan today. Like, and I, so I can't get my head around that. Um, Mav of Avapopolis, whatever his name is there, to be honest. <laughs> I've done well there. I've done well. I've done well. He, he hasn't been really getting any game time. You know, so obviously Mustafi. So it looks like he's going to go with Mustafi and um, Socrates, which is a big worry. We've now got no left back for the first game, and all of a sudden things are start. The wheels are starting to come off from a defensive side early on. And and I watched Manchester City yesterday, and I'm thinking, well, they might not have De Bruyne playing. They might not have Sancho. But did you see the team that they had out yesterday? You know, some some quality players, and the, and the young kid um, Foden, whatever his name is. Wow. Well, oh, you know, what a good player he is. I'm, I'm looking at our boy, um, Smith Rock. I'll get that right, you know. Um, yeah, you've got no excuses with I've that got one. No excuses <laughs> with that one now. So, uh, I, I was very impressed with him. But this this boy just seems to be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, where we would say that 
you know, he's like coke light. He's he's the full full you know article as far as I'm concerned. It's very very impressive him, and you know, I just feel that Man City and I say they're a cut above everybody else by by they made they made Chelsea look stupid yesterday. I really did. I think like what they done was make everybody now was sort of saying. Um, which is a little bit annoying, really, from from the point of ah oh, Chelsea, oh, they they weren't a bad side, weren't a bad side. And as soon as Manchester City turned them over like they did, ah oh, Chelsea have got problems. Chelsea have got this. Chelsea have got that. Well, they they weren't saying that after we played them, you know. They've said it after Man City because they're a cut above. So, um, but the one good thing about us, we're at home on on um, on um, Sunday, and I, whatever way you look at it, I think the fans will go will be buzzing for that game. And that can be, a, you know, an extra lift for us all. And, I, and I, I'm going to be honest, I think this is the first time in a long, long while, Harry, that we're going to, when that, the whole of the fan base is going to be excited and going to get behind the team. And that could be the one thing that, that helps us out. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I share the same concerns as both of you. I feel as though, I can't remember the last time Arsenal went into a season with a, a defence ready. It's like we've always got no, players missing. Right. You know, I, I said it and I, I'm, I'm not going to go on about it over and over again, but I have been saying all through the summer that Sogradis is not the answer. He's not the answer. I've watched him play many times for the Greek national team. Of course, I've seen him play for Dortmund numerous times as well. He's not a top, top quality centre-back. He's sort of in that second bracket. You know, he's a bit like Mustafi. He can have a good game but he can also make monumental errors. And I'm, I'm just not convinced. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I thought Saturday's friendly against Lazio was going to give us some indication of how Unai wanted to start the season. But his selection just completely confused me. Craig, what did you make of it? It just didn't give us any indication, did it? Uh, didn't, did it? Um, I mean, he started, he started Chambers, didn't he? Um, and then we hear that he's going out on loan. So... Yeah, I think he knows he's starting 11, but I think he's keeping it close to his chest. Yeah. Uh, he's going to keep us guessing. He's going to keep the press guessing. He's going to keep Manchester City guessing. Um, but I'd say between the three of us, we could probably we could probably get it quite close on. Um, the, the friendly games, I'm not going to take too much notice of a married, to be honest. Um, positions and teams and, you know, that kind of thing. I think Emery knows what he's gonna, who he's going to start with. Um, where he's going to start people I'm just like I said I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who he's going to put out I, I said to Lee on Wednesday I'd definitely start Kondozi against Manchester City some people have laughed at me for that but I'll tell you what that boy is mustard mm. and, and, and he really really is he's, he's going to be a top top player and I'm so glad he's at Arsenal because as I said a couple of weeks ago um I'm sick and tired of seeing young players come to clubs and, and turn out to be gems, you know. I'm thinking to myself, God, why didn't we go for him? Why didn't we go for him? Well, this year, we've definitely got one that everyone else is going to be... Who, who's, who, we've got one who's definitely... Everyone else is going to be wanting him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him start Lacazette and Aubameyang together. Will I get that? Probably not. They, I mean, they seem to be hitting it off. Bit of a bromance going on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, Aubameyang, you know, when he joined Arsenal, everyone was telling us how um, he was going to be bad for the dressing room and he's a bad boy and all this business. But it's been the it's actually it's been the complete opposite. Um, so that's 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 obviously that's going to be good for the dressing room because I don't think we've had someone like that for a long time. Um, you know, just joking around all the time with everyone, not just, you know, not just Lacazette and, and players and players that he wants to, but everyone seems to be having a joke with everyone. Lining up in the friendlies, I've got nothing to say about him really, Harry, because like I said, mate, we were never going to see a first 11 lineup, I don't think, in a friendly um, during pre-season. But like I said, I reckon through, I reckon the three of us could get it nearly spot on, I reckon. Yeah, I think we can as well. And so I'm going to run through a few of the tough decisions that Emery has to make. Uh, Lee, Leno or Czech and why? Um, I, 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 I believe, you know, I'm not saying that it's what I do, but what I believe, I think that you go with Czech. And the reason being, Premiership experience. 
Um, you know, to chuck Leno in a game like Manchester City will be very difficult. So I think they're easier way in there. And what I see on Wednesday night, Czech, Czech was superb. I've got to say that. He made some really good saves. And I also feel, um, and this is my personal opinion, that I, I believe that Czech deserves a go knowing that he's got pressure behind him. I don't think that he's had that in the past. I think, you know, if he, he was always all right, it was like, you're playing in these games, whatever, you're playing in these games, and, and that was sort of how it was. I don't think that's going to happen under this new manager. So I, I believe that Czech will come in and it will be, right, you've got the shirt, now do the business to keep it. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for Czech. And it certainly showed on, on Wednesday night um, that he'd done really well. If I'll be honest with Leno, I don't know how you guys actually feel about it. In the friendlies that he's played in, I haven't seen enough. So I can't really say um, I've seen enough of him to 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 say yet. Yeah, he definitely starts in 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 place of uh, Czech. The only reason that I think other people would say it is if they watch the Bundesliga or something like that, which do does everybody watch that? And the fact is, we spent nineteen million on him. That maybe per people would go that that way. But on what I've seen and what I, what what I've seen of Czech at this moment, I'll go with Czech. Yeah, Craig. What about yourself? Oh yeah, check all the way. Check um, all the way. Check all the way. I said it. We we talked about Leno. I think Leno was going to be Carlin Cup Europa League goalkeeper uh, for this season. Petr Checking was going to play the Premier League games. Come to the end of the season, Leno was going to be ready to go um, as our Premier League goalkeeper. Perhaps if I mean Petr Cech's getting on now, what's he be thirty six next year? Um, Leno to come in um, and then. Martinez to take uh, Leno's place, Carlin Cup in Europa League. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation and a nice situation we've got for once um, between the sticks. Yeah, I guess competition for places doesn't do any harm. I'd personally go with Czech as well. I think he's looked sharper this in pre-season. I know it's only pre-season, but he looks physically in better condition. Don't know if that's down to Emery's training and the new goalkeeping coach. But, you know, he looks ready to go. And, and like, I agree with Lee, I think, as well. You know, the Premier League experience comes in there. That's, that's massive. Um, Lee, you touched on it already, but the stories linking Callum Chambers with a lone move to Fulham. It just makes absolutely no sense, does it? We're already short in that area of experienced players. Of the three, Mavropanos, Holding and Chambers, you'd say he's the probably the most experienced and the furthest along in terms of his development. So why on earth would we be loaning him out to Fulham? I can't understand it. Uh, this is what's worrying me about Arsenal uh, at this moment in time. You know, there's, there's, there seems to be a certain ruthlessness on some players and not on others, you know, and... You know, I don't know if it's because we can't get rid of Mustafi. I don't know, or certain other players. But I look at it, you know, and at this moment in time, everybody keeps saying about a clean slate, and I go along with that. But, you know, he's giving out uh, contracts to play players like Chambers, Awobi. I'm not saying that they don't deserve it, but, but you know, I, I would like to um, have a good look at them before I actually said, right, we're going to commit to these guys for three or four seasons, you know. Um, and it just it just seems to me, and I think it's a big thing in the Arsenal fan base is, oh yeah, that Emery's going to come in and every single player is going to improve by, you know, he's a he's a he's a coach slash manager. He's not a magician, Harry. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's going to make these players become superstars. You know, and and I. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, it worries me when you're going to turn around and say like, all of a sudden you're going to get. Um, you know, is he going to make El Nenny in the best sense, defensive best midfield player in the world? No, he's going to make him maybe slightly better. But I honestly think slightly better is not going to get us anywhere near Manchester United uh, and, and, Man- and then, God forbid, Manchester City. And, that, you know, uh, and, and the likes of Tottenham and this, uh, the teams and Liverpool that we've got to get in to get into the top four. So unless something big's going to happen and... People, and I, I do believe this, this is the old wishful thinking, Lark. Oh, we must be getting rid of Chambers because we're going to bring in some some top central defender. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, And and you just said on that, the, the one person that I feel would really benefit from a loan to, to Fulham would be somebody like uh, Holding. But you have to ask yourself the question, and I'll flip it on the, on the coin, do Fulham want Holding? You know, maybe that they, they want someone you know a little bit better than holding in terms of 
experience. I'm not saying a better player. I'm just saying so. They say, oh, no, we'll have Chambers and we've got to get somebody off the right. This is the problem, Harry, getting players off that um, other teams want. And uh, from from my point of view, I think that... um, you know, Chambers is more viable than than than, than anybody else, and that sells you a lot. Says a lot. Yeah. No, it makes sense, Craig. You know, it was just over a month ago that Emery was saying how Chambers was part of his plans after he just signed that new contract. What could have happened in that month? I don't. I don't know. I I, I think I'm with Lee. I, is there something going on? Is there going to be a is there going to be a surprise before the transfer window closes? It doesn't make sense for Callum Chambers just to be sent out on loan. Oh, yeah, look, we're going to send you out on loan. You go to Fulham, you go and play some football there. Don't make sense. Um, although I think a loan, for him, a loan might, might be the best thing. But for, for Arsenal, sending him out on loan, you know, it's very strange. That leaves us with Mustafi, Socrates, Koscielny and Holding. Um, like Lee says, I... I I think when Chambers is playing and, and, he, and, he, and he's on his game, he, he's better than holding, um, in my opinion. So sending him out on loan, so either one or two things have happened. He's either, they've either had a falling out or something like that, or perhaps there's something going on behind the scenes um, that we don't know about. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The deadline closes in just a few days' time, so we'll have to keep a close eye on that. Um, Just a quick shout-out to all of those watching us live on YouTube at the moment. Thank you for tuning in. And, of course, to those who will be listening on the audio later on. Now, we've spoken about Gwendouzi already. Um, Craig, I know you're a massive fan. And and when you said he's the mustard, I almost said the French mustard. But <laughs> do you want to interrupt you, <laughs> Lee? What do you make of him? Should he be thrown in the starting lineup this Sunday? I'm on with Craig on it. I do believe that he should be. I'm I'm not saying that he, and I'm not going to try and compare him with. But what I'm going to try and I'm trying to compare him with is to what I've seen. He he reminds me very much of when Patrick Vieira first came into the side. Do you know what I mean? He was this kid of eighteen. I thought, my God, this player's going to be some player. I'm talking about Patrick Vieira. And I've watched this, watched this kid for two or three games now, and he does exactly the same for me. The difference is that Vieira came in, if you remember, straight against um, Sheffield Wednesday and blew, blew, blew me that game. I, I walked away from that game and thinking, my, my God, I've, I've seen a player. But after watching him a couple of times, I, I've got my same opinion of him. He's, very, he's only 18 years of age, but my God, he can win a tackle. There's a couple of times he's won a tackle. He looks to play all the time. His play's very, very positive. He's got a good touch. I love the way that he spreads the pass, you know, gets it out wide and, and, and looking to go forward all the time. You know, and, and he, I, I think that, you know, he, he is a, a, a fantastic player. And if we're not going to, Harry, if we're not going to go out and buy the big big time players, you know, we're, we're, we're all going to be happy in and around the, the fourth, fifth, sixth. Then why don't we just put these guys in and see if we can make, gems out of these guys um, from within a year or two years and if, if, we, if, we, if we've not got the financial muscle you know let's nurture these guys and see if they can be the, the next Patrick Vieira that we've never actually been able to replace but I know that I'm, I'm not comparing him with Vieira I'm, if you, I'm comparing him to what I've seen and the yeah, status that he is the way, and the way yeah the way that he's come into the side um, from nowhere really I, I've never heard of him before like you know and um, I I, I I also feel that it, uh, in the game against Chelsea, a couple of tackles went in on him. Didn't seem flustered about it, and just just seems a really really good pro. I'm 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 with Craig on this one. Um, if it's going to be a say like El Nenny and uh, and him who's going to be playing for me, I, I, I'd, I'd give him the go. And why not? You know, I, I don't think he's got nothing to lose anyway. Give him a go. There's nothing yeah. to lose in the middle there. Sorry, Harry, to come in on you, mate. There's nothing to lose in the middle there with playing Quindosi. Uh, He's better than El Nenny. I'll say that now. I'll, I'll, I'll put, you know, I'll, I'll put it on the line. I think he's better than El Nenny now. At 18, after four preseason games, I'd start him in front of El Nenny, and I'd start him and certainly start him in front of Granite Xhaka um, as well. Like Lee said, to watch him, you know, to watch him on the telly, you know, he's good. But like to actually sit there and watch him, you know. When the ball was in other places, you know, I found myself just watching him where he was going and, you know, what kind of runs he was making. He can pass a ball. 
He can header, you know, he can get up for a header. And like Lee said, he doesn't mind an old tackle, um, which is what we've been missing um, in the middle of our in the middle of our midfield for a very very long time. He's 18 years old. Chuck him in. Let's see what he does. Um, like I said, like Lee said, exactly right. We've got nothing to lose by starting him. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree. I think he deserves a place in the starting lineup, at least until he messes up, if that makes sense. You know, he's he's he looks dominating. His, his passing range looks excellent. And going back to your point about El Nini, it's something I said on last week's show, that watching Guendouzi just makes you realise what an average footballer Mohamed El Nini is. And it's a shame to say because he's he works hard and yeah. he's a great squad player. Oh, absolutely. Let's not. Yeah, 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 yeah let's, it's not a criticism yeah. of El Nenny, but. No, it's not a criticism. No, no, no. El oh, does what he says on the tin. Yeah, and we need someone like that in the squad. You need yeah. players like that. Certainly. Five million pounds we pay for him. Yeah. Paid yeah, us that back tenfold already, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got, no I'm not, it's definitely not having a go at El Nenny. I'm, I'm, I'm not, happy. Nor am I. Nor am I. I'm just saying that Condozi yeah. is a better, yeah. in my opinion, he's better than El Nenny. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree entirely. Um, what about Lucas Torreira? Um, Lee, would you throw him straight in? And if so, would it be with Guendouzi? Do you think those two can form a partnership? Or is it you know, too much of a risk? To... Do, you, do you know what? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay cautious on this and, and, and say it's a little bit of a risk. Now, don't get me wrong. This, this week now, building up to, to, to Sunday, they'll be doing a lot of work um, on the training ground, playing all the games, you know, and, and they really do step it up from there now. But um, uh, I, I just think that, do you know what? If it had been here at the beginning of the of uh, a pre-season, I, I would have no hesitation. But listen, I, I think if just imagine and you know, touch wood, we are we're, we're one or two nil up on um, on Sunday. You know, last 10, 15, 20 minutes to have someone like him coming on, I think would be a real a real good um, asset, you know, and uh, uh, so I, I I think that if you have too much inexperience in there, and I don't mean that in in terms of internationals, I'm talking about premiership experience. If you go in there with two with no no Premier experience, it will be a little bit tough. I'm desperate to see him play um, in in a, you know what I've seen of it there, but I just think that because of missing big chunk of uh, pre-season, I would be a little bit more cautious of him. But listen, if if he gets thrown in, I, I, I would not have a problem with it. I would not have yeah. a problem with it. And I mean, Torreira's agent has been saying today that it was Luis Suarez that persuaded yeah, Torreira that. to sign for Arsenal. Considering we made a stupid bid of forty million and one pound, that's quite nice of him, isn't it, Craig? <laughs> yeah, very nice of him. Uh, you know, perhaps perhaps he's an Arsenal fan. He, he wanted to come and play for us, didn't he? He, he did want to come and play for us, but uh, though the him who shall not be mentioned. Didn't go in with the right uh, bid. <laughs> if he had it done, we, we might have Lu- we still might have Lewis Suarez playing for us now. But uh, anyway, we won't go there. That's that's in the past. Yeah, that's it. We're over those days now. Yeah. We're over. <laughs> we can stop moaning about them. Right, guys, I've got a question to put to you because this is something that really frustrates me, and it seems to happen every season. Why do we always find ourselves in a position after a tournament where certain players aren't ready in time? I mean. We mentioned the Man City-Chelsea game yesterday. Walker and Stones, who both went to the World Cup semi-final, both played and both lined up for City, whereas we've got players who exited the tournament earlier and people like Danny Welbeck, who hardly featured. <laughs> he played, he, he's still not ready to play. Minutes. 14 minutes and 14 he's not ready minutes. to come back. And he's had an extended holiday. Why? Why is that? Is this an Arsenal policy that we have to give him a certain amount of time, or I don't know what it is, but it always seems to leave us in a bit of a pickle at the start of the season. Oh, it's ridiculous! Um, you know, Mercer Ozil's back and playing. So you know, Danny Welbeck was on the pitch for fourteen minutes in all the games. Um, Loftus Cheek played Wednesday. Yeah, Loftus Cheek <laughs> played against Arsenal. Yeah, true. Um, you know, why? I don't know, Harry. It's a great question. Um, one that I don't know the answer to. I know I wish I did. Um, perhaps it is a, perhaps it's an agreement the players have got with, perhaps it's an agreement the players had uh, yeah. before they went. But um, I mean, why, why Danny Welbeck hasn't, you know. We're, we're, not, the, we're not the only ones though, Harry. We're not the only ones. I, I, I look at, um, I, like I look at company played yesterday for, um, for Man City, but De Bruyne wasn't there, you know, and 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 
that Hazard and uh, Courtois and Giroud have not come back with Conte. They've not. I think they come back today, didn't they? And I, I do believe that Danny Welbeck was back today. So um, it is a bit of a mystery. I have to say that why why some teams do it and and, and other teams don't. And as you say, Loftus Cheek played more minutes than um, than good old Danny. And he, he was back on last Wednesday, so he must have been back at least a week to, to, to even be, you know, considered to get some minutes. I know he only come on the bench last 10, 15, but, you know, I, I don't understand it. I think there's a policy in there of Arsenal that they have four weeks off or something before their last... I know that it used to be like it was four weeks after the last time you played, but... Um, yeah, I think Harry, um, Harry Kane, you know what I mean, uh, come back today for Spurs, you know, and uh, Ericsson has had, who was, um, not, has been there and that, you know, so I don't, I don't understand it. So, you know, as you say, some players, you know, Walker, who played every minute, didn't he, of, 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 yeah. of, of the World Cup, was, was back yesterday playing. So I can't explain that. And if someone can, I'll, I'll be, you know, yeah. willing to hear what, what, what it's all about, you know. We'd love to hear if you want to tweet yeah. us at Chronicles underscore AFC. It's at the bottom of the screen. Um, and let us know why that is. You know, there is talk that Danny Welbeck could be leaving the club. That might have something to do with that individual case. We know Thibaut Courtois has apparently not turned up to training yeah. today yeah. in a bid to force a move away. So I guess transfers could have an impact on that as well. Um, talking about players maybe moving away, wanting moves away. The Aaron Ramsey contract dispute continues to rumble on it's a distraction that I don't feel is helpful and we always seem to find ourselves in these positions right at the start of a campaign there's no agreement in place yet Craig if you were in charge would you issue him with some sort of ultimatum in order to get this resolved one way or the other oh yeah I've been quite vocal about this on Twitter it's either you sign or you go you tell me do you know there's your contract there's how much I'm going to pay you sign it or what are you going to do you know if I had him in front of me now you know, I'll give him the, you know, there's your contract. That's how much I feel or the club feel that you're worth. You can either sign it or we put you up for sale. What are you going to do, Aaron? That's it. That is how I'd approach it. I hate all this shit of, of agents going backwards and forwards. It shouldn't be up to the agents. I hate footballers having agents. Agents should be there to get a bloody Gillette adverts like Liverpool, <laughs> right? Doing stupid adverts in showers, spraying themselves with deodorant and all that. <laughs> the contract should be that. Like my, co- I haven't got an agent. I signed the contract where I work. My agent didn't come in and say, "Oh, we well, ain't going to sign that. You got to pay him this much." You, you, you know, the the contract should be between Aaron Ramsey and Emray in an office. Right, Aaron, you're part of my plans this season. We've we've seen how much you've asked for. We've had a meeting. This is this is how much we think you know. This is how much we're going to pay you. There you go. There's a pen. What are you going to do? If he says no, right, you're up for sale. And that's the way I deal with it. Um, I hate it when players start holding you know the club to ransom and all. Then people are saying, oh, but they paid most of Ozil. Well, that's fine. That's between, you know, that's between those ways. Well, agent has obviously got him that much money. Is Mercer Ozil worth that much money? Debatable. I don't think so. Um, is Aaron Ramsey worth the, 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 the quoted 250 grand a week um, that he wants? No, he's not. I've seen people today calling him a legend, an Arsenal legend, because he scored two winners in an FA Cup final. Well, I'm sorry. You've got to do a bit more than that to be an Arsenal legend for me. Um, so, I am I worried about Aaron Ramsey? No. No. Lee? How would you deal with a problem like Aaron Ramsey? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it, it is a problem. Craig's come up with a couple of things there. And, you know, when they turn around and say, is he, not, is he worth £250,000 a week? Is he whatever this and all that? Well, at the end of the day, yeah, he is. Whether you like it or not, because if he goes for nothing or, or whatever, it's £40 million. It's £40 million we're, we're messing about with here. Like, you know? The power is with the player. Now... I don't think it does come down to money. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Are we convinced that Arsenal are going to have a good season this season as, as fans? I'm not. Uh, no. So, 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 why, so what is different, the difference for the player who's in the prime of his career? Uh, you know, now, what I would say is if Aaron Ramsey and we'd gone and signed, um, I'm just going to mention it, Harry Maguire would come in here, Dembele would have come in here, right? And... All of a sudden, you say to Harry, uh, to um, 
to Aaron Ramsey, yeah, sign that contract out. I, I think you'd be a little bit more forthwith with it. But this moment in time, uh, you know, you're in the last year of your contract, you can go for nothing next season and an absolute fortune. And also, which is a good point, which no one sort of said, is that if he goes for nothing, his range of teams becomes more. Like for 40 million, there's probably one or two that might take him. But for nothing, he's going to have five, six, seven or eight teams going for him. Like So when the people are saying you're holding him to ransom and all that, it's not about that. We're, we're, we're in it because you're thinking, oh, it's just Arsenal. You've got to just play for it. Oh, why can't you want to play for Arsenal? He's played for us for 10 years. He's had a, a horrendous injury, you know. And also, I think deep down, and, and this is what people seem to just miss a little bit there, I believe that Aaron Ramsey wants to be a winner. And, you know, want to win things. And now, the question is, and I'll, I'll chuck it to Emery if I was in that room, what are, you gonna, what are we going to win here? Are, are you telling me that you signing the likes of Socrates and the, uh, a 34-year-old right-back who's not bad, not going to knock it and all that, is that going to push us up to, 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 to challenge Manchester City? The answer is no. So why would you want me to sign a four-year deal what 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 is going to convince me to sign that four year deal? You, you can't just keep saying, "Oh, like two, all right, all right." All of a sudden, oh, Aaron, we we'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. You'll sign that because next year he can get that. He might not get it, say, like in two hundred two hundred fifty thousand a week. But what he'll get is a ten million pound signing on fee and the so and so so and so. So I think that, you know, Arsenal have put themselves in a real position because of um, letting it go down to a year. They've also, I don't think, done enough in the transfer market to convince me, you, Craig, myself, that Arsenal are going to challenge for trophies. Now, what are Arsenal going to challenge for next season? The Europa League and a top four. Now, if you're a top, top player... I, you know, and, and credit to Arsenal here that they've got a Bangyang and, and the likes of Lacazette on ball to, to, to do that, you know. But me personally, I would be looking at it, right, well, come on, like, show, us, show us what you're going to do, you know. Now, if I was Aaron Ramsey, I don't know if this is happening. Like Jurgen Klopp might be on the phone saying, you know, don't sign that contract, you know, come up to us at Liverpool, like, you know. And, and look what I'm doing here. I've, I've just bought a goalkeeper here. I bought Van Dyke last season. We've got this and we've got that. You know, where would you want to, oh, I don't, you know, you could get his head turned. And I don't think it's about being held to ransom. I think at the end of the day, somewhere along the line, you've got to convince the likes of Aaron Ramsey, the likes of Aubameyang next season, because if if we're fifth or, fifth or sixth next season, these not, they're not going to want to stay here, Harry. They're going to want, want, want to move on. You know, so I don't think that Arsenal have done enough to convince him with the signings. And that's my personal opinion, you know. Now, they 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 might turn around and say, well, we look, you know, this young kid, the French boy is looking really good, blah, 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 we could come on here. I don't know. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen with this season. You know, we could go into first three games, win 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 at Man City, win at Chelsea, win at West Ham, and everybody be going mad, you know. So we just don't know. And I just feel that that is the position we're in. I don't think we're being held to ransom. He's not being the club's and certainly Aaron Ramsey's not holding him to Ramsey. I think that at the end of the day, he's probably sitting down and going, what is the best for me? Do I hold out? You know, and there's nothing to force, there's nothing, to, and this is another key, there's nothing to force him to say, do you know what, I'll, I'll wait until January to see what happens. I'll wait till January to see what happens. And then if, if we're challenging in January, you know, the power's with him. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right saying to him, right, okay, We'll sell you to um, to Chelsea, and Chelsea go. Well, we're going to give you hundred grand a week, but next season you can have three hundred grand a week. You know, he, he, he's sitting on a nice little dilemma, really, if, as far as I'm concerned. But surely, he's got the intelligence to realise that, like you said, he's going to have to he's going to have to wait and see. He's, he's, he's going to have to make his mind up whether he's going to be part of it or he's not. We've got a new manager coming new coaches, new tactics, new everything. Surely Aaron Ramsey has got the intelligence to, yeah, I'll, yeah, I like this bloke. This, you know, whether, whether it's no signings or loads of signings, surely Aaron Ramsey's got a head on his shoulders to make the decision, yeah, I like him. You know, he's better than Wenger, he's got better ways, he's got better this, he's got better that. He might not be better than Wenger, I'm just saying, but surely it must, 
surely having new coaches and a new manager must excite Ramsey as much as it excites us. Yeah, but it, I, I agree with what you're saying there. But also, then, I, I'll throw it on a tip because these are all things that happen. You know, okay, you know, I, I, I've done this when I played play football. Like, you know, yeah, I sign, sign it. Things go wrong. They sack him after six months. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I've just signed a five-year new, new deal. You know what I mean? I could have gone for nothing and then the club want to get rid of you. You know what I mean? I, I signed for a club going back, you know, in the day. Um, manager got me there. And within three months, he'd been sacked. Luckily, the, the new manager come in, I got on well with. But, you know, it, 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 um, you know, oh, this is what I, I weren't signed up for. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a very precarious thing that's going to happen. You know, at the end of it, Aaron Ramsey could sign to, on, on the dotted line, a five-year deal. He, this manager could, could go at the end of the season. The new manager comes in and says, no, I want you out. And, and sells him to a, a team where he don't want to go. You know what I mean? There's so many little implications. I, I know I'm trying to make up this year. At the end of the day, Arsenal have got a dilemma. He's a, and, and that is now. And Adam Ramsey, to a certain degree, is right. We're going to get to um, to this certain day and all that. I honestly think, unless he's a snake, right, he must have given some sort of indication that he wants to sign. And certain things, you know, whether it be the captaincy or whether, because yeah. they would have turned around and said, look, I've got no intentions of signing this contract, right, um, when they went into negotiations at the beginning of the season. So they, they decided to get rid of Jack Wiltshire. At this moment in time, he's still here. So there must be some indication that he wants to, yeah, to sign. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we don't know what that stumbling block is. Everybody keeps turning around, and this is my point saying it's all about money. It, you know, it could be something like, um, you know, what's what's going to happen in the future? Who are we going to be signing? I'm just trying to put that out there. It ain't, you know, everybody just seems always oh, being held at ransom. He's held us. We don't know that, you know. And I, I, I do believe on Twitter, like, you know, and I don't know about you guys, it, it, it seems that, you know, we've slagged off Wenger, we've slagged off Ozil, and it, it sounds like, oh, right, we're, we're slagged off Aaron Ramsey now, like, you know, and I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we, we let's see what happens. We've got to see how it pans out, you know what I mean? Like, um, It's got to be done by Sunday, kick yeah. off. It's got to yeah, be done by kick off Sunday. We don't want to be going into what we no, did no. last season. I, I, I agree with that, you know yeah. what I mean? Something's got to be done. And, and, and listen, there could be a case scenario. I, I don't think this is a bad thing. If they say, right, Aaron, you give us indications you was going to sign. Now you're saying you're not going to sign. Fine. That's all right. We're just, you're just, we won't, you, you, you will not be a part of this squad. You know what I mean? Just pay you and he won't play. Just banish him to the reserves. You know what I mean? I know that that won't happen, but why not? You know what I mean? Like, we've got to be ruthless in somewhere along the line. You know what I mean? And, and you're not going to be playing. You know, but... I still think that, you know, it's got too close. Arsenal seem to be doing, from my point of view, in the transfer market, they seem to be doing the right things, making the right noises, right signs. I can't see Arsenal messing this up, if I'll be honest. No, I, I personally think he will eventually sign as well. But where I agree with you, Lee, is that I think it's a much more complicated situation than people think. I think there is... Ramsey's own personal ambitions come into it and that's something I said on the radio the other day and I got absolutely slaughtered for it maybe Aaron Ramsey doesn't want to stay at Arsenal because like you said he doesn't feel we can challenge for the top trophies maybe the money's not right but then from the club's point of view you know if Aaron Ramsey's demanding similar money to what Mesut Ozil is on then that's just not going to happen and the reason it's not going to happen is not just because of footballing reasons if you look at someone like Mesut Ozil and I've done a bit of research the other day before the radio show and I had a good look into it you know Mesut Ozil the brand has 35 million followers across social media Aaron Ramsey has less than five now to us as football fans that's insignificant but to a brand, to a football club, of course, that will be looking to sell shirts and and sponsorships, and God knows what that has a massive impact. And that is why Mesut Ozil earns that sort of money because he brings that with him as well. And 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 so you know, it'd be interesting to see. I'd like to keep Aaron Ramsey, of course, I would. I don't want to see him leave. But if if that's how it's got to be, then that's how it's going to be. It's a new era. Ramsey is part of the Wenger era, so you know, if if he goes. I'll be disappointed, but I won't be devastated, I guess. You know, when people, I, I, I've got to come on to that, when people say about the Wenger era, I, you know, someone said Ramsey's part of the Wenger era, or so, so is most of them. 
So so so's the ball. That's you know what right. I mean? but... Like you know, I don't think that you know what I've seen of Aaron Ramsey. I don't think that he was quite. He was always entirely happy of what 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 was happening with with, with the Wenger situation. Um, Maybe I, not, but I also think that Aaron Ramsey is a player who, not always, but at times, has let us down in key moments, along with all of those players. And I guess when a player stays at a club for so long, for 10 plus years, you're going to have those scenarios. But I just think that Aaron Ramsey, for me, is not in that world, world-class bracket that we should be bending over backwards to, to keep him. Well, I, I, I agree with that. I think like injuries have always been a key. Someone said on, a, on Twitter the other day, I was having a conversation with him saying that one of the reasons that Aaron Ramsey's not been the top player that he should have been is because he's, you know, he's injured and I love and behold, he's injured again now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me and Craig will get at the game on, on Wednesday and, you know, Craig made a good point. He said, oh, this is interesting. Uh, Peter Cech's captain, you know, over Aaron Ramsey and we're both looking around and saying, we can't see Aaron Ramsey. Oh, oh, then we get the news that he's injured again. You know, mm-hmm. these things, you know, yeah. uh, can't, uh, he can't keep happening. You know what I mean? So, you know, and this is a new regime, new training system for, um, drills being done and everything and love and behold Aaron Ramsey's injured again you know so there is those those nagging little doubts um, over him and um, so I, I don't think that Arsenal should um, l- listen you know Craig is always saying this and uh, I'll go along with it as well that um, you know there's always someone else that can come along. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we, we, we lost Ian Wright, you know what I mean? Gutted to have lost Ian Wright. Along come Thierry Henry, you know what I mean? I, you know, I was gutted when Nicholas Anelka went, so now we're going to replace Nicholas Anelka. And along come uh, Thierry Henry, you know, and then after Thierry Henry, Robin Van Persie come along, you know, and then now we've got a Bamiang, you know, so all of a sudden it ain't going to be the end of the world. You know, yeah. um, life will go on. But I also believe that I don't want to see the one thing I do not want to see. I don't know about how you guys feel. Is Aaron Ramsey lining up, running out for Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, or someone like that? I, 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 I'm fed up with seeing <laughs> that with other players. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree, guys. Do you want to give me your predictions for Sunday before we wrap it up, Craig? How do you see Sunday going? It's deep in thought. Mm. You see the old light in his head, look. <laughs> you see the light bulb. <laughs> I think we'll lose. I, I, sorry to be negative, but I do think we'll lose. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people feel the same way as me. I, I can't see us beating Manchester City on the first day of the season. Um, but, like Lee said, the crowd are going to be buzzing. The players should buzz off it. Um but I think we'll lose and I think we'll lose 2-1 2-1 Lee what about yourself I, I, I'm I, I've been positive and I have been saying it all along that this is the best time to take on Manchester City I still believe it's the best time to take on Manchester City because De Bruyne and a couple of others are not going to have company are not going to be quite as uh, at, at it as, as they should be do you know what I think it's going to be an exciting game and I think the last minute winner um, and I think that um, Arsenal will, will, will nick it 2-1. I really do. They could even come from a goal behind in this game, but I've I just got a little feeling that um, as much as the negatives that I've put in today, like, and there are worries, <laughs> I, just think, I just think that we're going we're gonna to get off to a, one hell of a start over these, in these next couple of games, and um, I, I believe that we will beat them. I, I love the positivity. I absolutely love it. I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I'll oh, get those splinters out of your arms. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I'm going to say City are going to take the lead in the first half and we're going to peg them back late on in the game. Right, now's your chance to win a copy of the Chronicles AFC book. Seeing as the book tells the story of Arsene Wenger's final season in charge, it's only right that I pick a question from the 2017-18 season. Guys, if you know the answer, don't shout it out. I'll I'll along. <laughs> In order to enter, you'll need to follow us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC and DM us your answer. So the question is, during the 2017-18 season, in which fixture or fixtures did Arsene register his largest wins of the season? Um, so that's the question. Stick it in a, a DM and send it over to us at Chronicles underscore AFC. 
Those with the correct answers will be entered into a draw and the winner will be announced on next week's show. So we've come to the end of episode 20. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Craig, do you want to tell our listeners how they can follow each of you and keep up to date with the same old yes. Arsenal podcast? Yes, come over and follow us uh, at, uh, on Twitter at same old AFC. You can follow me, myself, on uh, on Twitter at ScottyBoyGuna. You can follow Lee at Lee Mark Judges. We're on YouTube as well, so come over and subscribe. Um, Instagram. We- yeah, we're on Instagram now as well. We're, we're Check you lot out. Yeah, oh, no, we're going all we're going all social media. <laughs> one thing I'm not. One thing people keep asking me to do is Snapchat. Can't do it. Can't do Snapchat. No, I don't do Snapchat. Snapchat no, that's the point of it. Um, well, too old for them. We cried. Too. I think so. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what it is. So yeah, come over. We start. We've well, we've started already. We've done a preseason uh, podcast. There's quite a funny video on there as well of uh, me and Lee commentating along to the penalties um, in Dublin last week. Uh, we start on Monday. We are pairing up actually with um, Mike and Andy in the USA. Gooners, Gooners in the USA. We are doing a cancer awareness show and obviously a, a Manchester City talk about as well. Um, Mike has a charity over in America that's quite close to his heart. Um, helping people who suffer from leukemia um, and obviously other cancers. Mike unfortunately lost his own father um, to leukemia. Um, I lost my granddad two years ago uh, to cancer as well. You know, I'm sure everyone's been touched um, once in their lives, unfortunately, by this horrible disease. So we've teamed up. Um, we are going to give Mike every penny we earn from YouTube this season. Um, that comes from the channel. So every penny that comes from the channel um, is going to be whisked over to Mike via money transfer and put into the charity. Um, so yeah, come and follow us and subscribe to us and smash the like button and all that malarkey. <laughs> and it is a great podcast, guys. Make sure you do that. And we did mention the Gooners in the USA on last week's podcast, but it's certainly worth mentioning again. They're doing some brilliant work and cancer is very close to my heart as well. I lost my auntie about a month ago, hence the bid. Um, so, you know, we're, we're all happy to raise money for that as well. And we'll be making a contribution from the Chronicles of Aguna as Super. well. So make sure that, you know, you guys check them out. Um, and it's Gunners versus Cancer, Aguna's uh, versus Cancer, sorry. Check it out and, and make your donations. Um, right, that brings us to the end. The next time we record, we'll either be in meltdown or saying that we're going to win the <laughs> Premier League title. <laughs> either way. Either that way, is just that. the Arsenal way. Subscribe, leave us a review and spread the word. Take care of yourselves and up the gunners. Go on, you Arsenal. Go on, you Gunners. Thank you, Harry.